Welcome to Taped Seams. All right, and we're live. So this is Taped Seams episode four, and I'm Alex, and I'm with my co-host, Christian. What's going on, everybody? So how was your week? Hanging in there, right? It's been a, it's been a hell of a week, you know. Hell of a week, hell of a week. Talking about talking about heading back in soon, you know. The vibes are in the air. It's gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna have my own first day of school fit vibes coming up soon, so I might have to re-listen that that pod up. Exactly, and it's get getting cold prepared. too. Oh, it slowly is slowly so, getting cold, New England. <laughs> so now we can, uh, as as they say on the internet, now we can finally start dressing. Exactly, exactly. So. We're going to get right into it today. We're going to have a lot to talk about. So we're going to start with our uh, weekend news. So uh, yeah, kicking it off, um, British designer Margaret Howell. We're going to go over the fall winter menswear. Or actually, I'm sorry, spring 21 menswear. Yeah, dude, it's, it's crazy. We're already looking at spring 21, but hey, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, the calendar, as we know, is just all over the place, but it's <laughs> a conversation for a different day. So I mean, I, I was uh, I'm a big fan of this whole uh, line, very very basic, um, so with a little bit of flair mixed in as well on the cuts. Uh, we, yeah, we, yeah. Um, for those listening at home as well, the Margaret Howell collection is available to you can view it on Vogue. Um, just Margaret Howell Spring 2021 Menswear. Um, I mean, what what did you like kind of about this, Alex? So I like how simple it is, but as you were stating, some of the cuts are a little exaggerated. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, for example, if you go down to uh, look for um, just the, the massive flare on that trouser. <laughs> yeah. So uh, flare, flare trousers are, are waving right now, huh? People oh, are yeah. Really it's a moment fucking for sure. with the with the flared trouser right now. Flared trouser paired with like a technical running sneaker and like a basic tee is like the look if fashion week was not virtual that's what all the heads would be wearing Mm. just be flared season but yeah no i mean the fit itself is just this all the whole fit is chocolate brown which i Mm -hmm. can uh it's a little old manny but i can get behind that goes back to kind of the norm core shit we were talking about previously Uh, my favorite thing, and I mean, looking through this, like I'm a big fan of the like cotton shorts, uh, elastic waistband with a shirt tucked in vibe. I don't know something about it. Yeah, yeah, it looks and good. E- yeah, and even going to the first look where we have a white short like that, even if you look at that dress shirt with the extremely oversized pocket, it's small mm. details like that. It's that an are iPad exaggerated. pocket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you, know, like, you want to take your Nintendo Switch out? We got the we got the shirt for you. Yeah, so. and it's like that's what I like the most about this collection. It, it's it's very basic, but there's some exaggerated detail in there that does um, definitely separate it. I'm a sucker for a neutral colored knit beanie as well. Like that that cuff beanie's gas in that first look too. Perfect. Loving the gauge. I see, but like, what's the vibe? I see, and I've never understood this. What, what's the what is the temperature in which you would wear a fit like this, bro? <laughs> uh, okay. sh- white shorts <laughs> with your sleeves rolled up and a knit beanie. <laughs> I don't. So like, the where temperature are you? you are. What are we gonna say? So we're in London. I assume we're. You gotta be at some like hipster indoor restaurant. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, at that. At the end of the day, it's just about getting the fit off. Cause yeah, this I mean, I, I think that this you know what this gives me though. That I, I kind of don't like this about the look actually. What? See, that's an LA vibe right there. <laughs> when it's Ooh. way too hot to be wearing a beanie and you got a beanie on, that's an LA vibe. But then we go over to look two and they throw the blazer over it and it kind of ruins yeah, the okay, LA yeah. vibe. Yeah, that just looks like that's just all. That's just you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, that's that's an old man out for his breakfast. At 6 a.m. in August, and he's cold, so. Yeah, we're talking. Um, That's the, not fit. The, the hot cakes from McDonald's with the black coffee. You could put an old, wrinkly white man like Warren Buffett in that fit, and I'm like, all right, that, that, that makes sense. Yeah. 100%. For what? You know what I mean? 100%. <laughs> That's the Bermuda fit, dude, for when you're out, out in Bermuda with the lady. Oh, yeah, 100%. Was there any other looks um, that you wanted to talk no, about? No, I mean, the one you pointed out with, I mean, or the one we already talked about, look forward with the flared pants, was one that really stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm always a fan of like with look six, a, a nice like dressed up bucket hat. Big fan of that. Big fan of bucket hats in general, but I really like it when people kind of flare them up a little bit. Yeah. And again, like you were saying, um, we got the coat with the shorts. Yeah. And so, again, spring 21. It, it, then again, maybe Margaret Hall is playing in the fashion calendar. We're about to hit the holiday season and spring 21 is coming out. So yeah. maybe she's like, you know what? Fuck it. This First drop they, beanie. Yeah. yeah. Fuck it. No, nah, I feel you. Yeah, I mean, like, and there is like, like we already talked about some some wild just like cuts in this collection. Like, uh, if if you uh, scroll all the way down there to look twenty, again, we got a nice casual bucket hat with the elastic cuff shirts and the tucked in sweater. But the, it, the jacket's got the flared sleeves. You know what I mean? Yep, and the big ass lapels. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I, honestly, I'm digging, I'm digging I'm it. Digging more, yeah, me too, man. I mean, some of it's definitely not for me, but. Yeah, it's very clean, comfortable looking pieces. Yeah, and I would say the last look that really has my attention. I actually like the way it's styled. Uh, look thirty three. I love that vest. Oh yeah, that is nice, dude. So yeah, it, it's not quite like a cable knit. I don't think, but is it uh, cropped or is it tucked into the pants? I think it's tucked into the. First of all, these are high rise. Yeah, and they're they're high water on that leg too. Yeah. That dude's that dude's not, that water is not getting on that guy's pants. You no, know, not at all. And this guy, he's wearing them with a nice black derby, um, stacked socks. <laughs> and again, again with the beanie though too. Again Everyone with the just, beanie. I think what Margaret Howe is really doing here is she's pushing for summer beanies, and you know I respect the shit out of that. I agree. Yeah, can't complain here. Yeah, yeah. So, and now heading in to. What's going to be a, a small rant? <laughs> we have Burberry Spring 21 menswear. Ricardo Tishi is very comfortable now. Very comfortable yeah. in his role. So we definitely, um, like we tend to see when um, new creative directors um, take over a house, they play it safe in the first couple collections. <laughs> kind of just do tailoring and some reissues. But uh, man's went balls deep now. Yeah, I mean... You went, you went, you went in. That's yep. for sure. I mean, we're talking. You go to look twenty-seven. I mean, like, what the fuck is this? Like, here's it, my thing about Ricardo TC's work, and it's always kind of been this way to me. Um, so, especially like going back to his time at Givenchy, mm -hmm. uh, the Rottweiler days. He's, yeah, he's the Rottweiler guy. He's the guy that put Kanye in a leather kilt, like just he throwing stars. On I think shit. he did the cover to Watch the Throne and the the singles that came out before it too. Like, yeah, he did right, and then didn't he yeah. do all of the um, the tour merch? Yep, yep, yeah. He so I mad respect for that guy for real. But I think the way that he works, like his his he has a look. Ricardo Tishi just has that 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 Givenchy look at the time. Is like that's what I when I think of Ricardo Tishi, like mm -hmm. it's it's golds silvers and the color black is predominant throughout the most of the collection you know what i mean like yeah yeah it's very gothic feeling in a sense um yeah and it looks like he tried to do that same shit with color and it's just yeah it's weird it, it's so weird yeah and there's one thing that like like these there's two fits in here that actually really bothered me you're at, if you're on look 27 right now uh -huh. again ladies and gentlemen we're on vogue.com looking at the the collection yeah. usually when we talk about a collection on this show it's going to be on vogue.com mm -hmm. um the look 26 dude if you squint hard enough that's a Louis Vuitton Virgil runway look, dude. Like, yeah, and that shit is trash, like, dude. Like, what? The yeah. he's it's even got like the the like the the Virgil streetwear hoodie thing going on with it too. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like you know, Skepta is getting seated this whole joint. Yeah, uh, if like, it's Louis, if it was Virgil, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But it, it doesn't just – this isn't when I think of T-Sheet. Like, what are you doing, dog? Like, yeah. And, you, and, if you did this fit in all black, it would actually be better than this bright-ass orange shit for no reason. Yeah. I mean, well, what T-Sheet did is the secondary streetwear color of, of hype is orange, right? That's – it seems to be the secondary yeah. color that's generating a lot of clicks. But if you pay attention, like, is he trying to tell a story? I see a fucking, like, shark. And it it says swim on it, 
Like, is this like a? It, it might just be like the the name of the collection within. The, you know what I mean? How they do like the Ricardo Tishi Burberry Swim Collection? Because there's the big logo. If you scroll back, there's a look that has like a big logo Burberry tee with orange, yeah, and like a, there's the, yeah. That that's that is for those who don't know. That's a 2020 Happy Birthday shirt. Yeah, and there are two looks in here though that I think like maybe more than two, but two that really stood out to me that really scream like classic Tishi. Mm-hmm. Um, right again, we're right in that twenty-seven. Right, tw- looks twenty-eight and twenty-nine, dude. Those like it's the the black dress with the graphic weird print on the front of it, just like yeah. that looks like a Givenchy piece. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Yes, this is definitely that's Tishi has... right there. Yeah, like you could just see that as album art for something. Like, yeah, and then I scroll further and I just see the same exact like. Virgil Louis Vuitton looking like look thirty two. It's just like leather jacket, leather pants, like yeah. straight off straight off the streets. That's like what, and, and that's not what this guy should. I mean, that's not what I. I mean, get, getting out of your comfort zone is great, but like this is like new Fall Out Boy album type shit. Like you're gonna yeah. you're gonna upset everybody that really likes you. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna keep it two Virgils. I really believe that we're gonna see that graphic on a champion hoodie on Etsy. As soon as this shit launches, <laughs> <laughs> that like mermaid lady yeah, yeah, face, yeah, 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 you see it on yeah. a black black champion hoodie. Someone or like go to like like looks look forty one and look forty two as well. Like it, it's just weird. Like the Burberry consumer. Oh yeah, forty two is for sure. That's that's Tishi. It's just that's Tishi, dude. <laughs> yeah, and forty one is just this. This is bring me right back to twenty twelve. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, so I, this it almost makes me think like Tishi was just like on a bender for most of the design process of this collection, and just like <laughs> some interns did most of it, and he came in and was like, you know, let me do like I got like twelve looks for you. They're all, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and it it's almost got that like over branded European like Kenzo vibe to it too. Like it's just trash. Like. Yeah, no, like, I agree. Like the hat is bad. Like every, it's just, what is that? A vest or a backpack that we can't see the back of it, but it's just off. Like it's just terrible. Like it's just not yeah. time for this anymore. There's just some weird shit going on here. I, I just don't like yeah. royal blue leather is always a bad idea. I think for the most part. Yeah, only Prada can get away with that, and that's not even. Free, that's not frequently either dude. no no and it's like for those of us that listen for those of you that listen to some of the earlier pods that we had earlier apps we talked about when menswear turned into that high gothic street mm-hmm. and and that's where um this designer ricardo tici had his moment it's just like it's almost like he can't escape it right that's just, yeah yeah that's what he's doing and I don't know how long he's going to last at Burberry. I know there were rumors that he was going to leave. Um, but now it's it's looking like if this shit sells, then we're not going to see hashtag menswear for a while. Like we <laughs> it's thought. Not, it's not, it's not going to sell, dude. No, no. I mean. I think, I think he's just he's like three years too late on what he's trying to do here. More than that. More than that. <laughs> All right, hey. Yeah. Let's... Enough of the enough of the shitting on that. Let me. Uh, I don't want to shit on this next thing, but I want to. I want to get some words off my chest about it as well. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, yeah. So my guy. Um, I think we talked about this maybe in the first episode of the show or the second one. Yeah. Um, we talked about a uh, Montreal-based designer known as Jound. Yep, Justin uh, Saunders, a member of the Donda Extended Universe. Ben Trill. Former Yeezy University graduate. Ben Trill. Ben Trill boy. Jound. So he's he really popped off uh, with a couple New Balance collabs that really caught some steam. And then the other really big collab he did, uh, we talked about the New Balance ones at Nauseam previously. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a Reebok Club C collab that uh, I know you like a lot, Alex. Um, yeah, I'm all in on a white basic sneaker. Yeah, it's, it's, he basically just did a white club C. He took the Dude, Reebok logo off, essentially. Took the Reebok logo off the side, put Jound 
with that's with four J's again. Yeah. J J J J O U N D Jound. And there's like uh, a a terry cloth on the inner liner, which some of the inlines might actually have too. Yeah, I think the Eric Emanuel collab had those too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he basically did it. So the first one. one, the first one is essentially an inline club scene with probably I haven't held a pair, so I can't confirm what if how much better the leather was. Um, yeah, no, that pair is out of my tax bracket. <laughs> yeah, old. they resell for big bands on the yeah. internet. Um, so that first Reebok club scene he did, it was like like we said, all white. I think it had a brown outsole, maybe gray outsole. Oh, uh, gray, gray, yeah, it's a gray outsole. And this one is basically has a gum outsole and like a tan interior, same shoe. Yeah, so he's doing another club C is what we're getting at here. Yeah, uh, tan gum outsole again, the all white upper, all white midsole, and like a, a tan terry cloth liner. And that's what ruins that for me. I don't like that inner liner at all. That liner's pretty. It doesn't match the gum sole. That's the only reason I think I don't like it. It just looks dirty. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. So, uh, and he's doing that, and he's actually doing a second pair of Reeboks this time around. I think it's a, a classic, right? I think it's a classic nylon. Yeah. 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 Um, same. Which vibe. actually looks a little bit better. So it has, in, to my, in my opinion, of the two, because it yeah. looks more like a collab to me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> my issue with these, and I already expressed, we already talked about this a little bit before we potted today. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't look like they would. I, I know the the Jound retail is probably like he's probably taxing. He's probably releasing these for like a buck eighty, two hundred dollars. When a club C is like eighty bucks. <laughs> Listen, it's all about that tumbler clout. Yeah, I mean that's from like it doesn't look like he put a lot of collab energy into this collab but at the same time i know the jound aesthetic is just neutral colors and very basics and very minimal shit at a, with high quality mm-hmm. um so maybe that is uh, it, it makes sense for him to do a shoe like this but it just it's just not when i when i, when I want to collab i want something that's like different i could buy a white club c for 80 bones that doesn't say jound on the side but yeah you know, that's just my my beef with it man yeah, see, like for me, um, first and foremost, I'm gonna put that out there. If I'm able to get one of these, them bitches are getting sold immediately. I'm, yeah, I'm a big fan of Jound and and Justin's work, though I don't need to wear that shoe when I can flip it for five hundred and buy this. Ooh, I'm sorry if you guys just heard that. I'm drinking out of an Nalgene. Sponsor the pod. Sponsor the pod. Sponsor the pod, Nalgene. Uh, bodega Nalgene. This is a Bodega Nalgene. Yeah, Bodega. Sponsor the pod. Support your local Bodega. Collabos on deck. And you know, uh, I mean, hold on. I'm sorry to interrupt, but like, that's what that's that's a place that does collabs, right? In my opinion, Bodega, yeah. dude. Like, everyone has like a. There's a reason they look that way, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, I, I won't buy the shoe um, and wear it, um, but I do appreciate it, like. I it my opinion on Justin is, is that he's almost into like a uniform. Um I don't think he wants anything too attention grabbing. Um it's more with the whole like I said, a, a uniform. Um like I've been into lately very basic shoes. Um mm-hmm. so this is right up my alley. Like I'm all in on having a very high quality shoe that doesn't generate a lot of visual attention and like we were saying off pod we're both willing to spend a little bit more money for better materials 100 percent. that's if these have better materials we can't i assume they do uh, they have to right like they ha- they're jound i'm right that's the brand is it not yeah i mean i hope <laughs> the leather doesn't look like sometimes a lot of times when the leather is crazy you can tell yeah. in the picture that it's crazy and these don't look crazy but i mean i've seen there's been some sneaky ones in my day in your day as well yeah um though what we're no or i'm noticing and you agreed with me off pod a lot of these sneaker collaborations that seem to be popping off they look in line they're they're very simple one color and yeah they look like something that would be sitting on the shelf and you'll just have the brand of the store right on the tongue and that's it that's mm-hmm. so that's what's hitting right now, and this is something that Jound has always done. So I I think this works for them, but I do see your point. Um, yeah, I mean I I don't dislike them. I want to. It's just that yeah. I'm not I'm not ready to get taxed for white 
club C's like that. My <laughs> my question for you is: Would you be mad if they didn't upcharge? If it was, if it costed the same? Oh, the same? No, I wouldn't be mad at all, dude. So your thing is that's pay- great. So your issue's paying a premium and and essentially getting a lazy. Hold on, let's just let me do my let me do my research right now. Hold on, John, because I think StockX lists the actual retail price next oh, to okay. the. Yeah, maybe. And at one point, they were hitting for a ton of money. They probably went down since a new one's coming out. But uh, what would it say? Does it not say? I mean, I can. It has to say on here. Let me see. I assume it's got to be. I would be surprised if it was any less than $150. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm thinking too. The low on StockX is buck fifty, which makes me think that. But um, regardless, yeah. yeah. Oh, they're getting they're people. people so the size seven goes for a rack still. People Jesus. are taxes. Yeah, like we were saying, the youth doesn't care anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a it's the it's the most subtle flex Reebok you could yeah. ever have, dude. Yeah, uh, and it's and it's like um, I mean, I get it, and I see. I, I definitely understand your point. Um, what are your thoughts on the Supreme Air Force One? Because I, I feel like you're not. Mad oh, the at one that. that they just like stock all the time now. Yeah, I hear that. Oh. I think they do sell out though. I'm. Re- I don't think they restock as much as they. Sell. They restock every season with the Hanes tees. Like that's yeah. like a Hanes tee for your feet. I, and, I'm not. I'm not fucking with them. No, honestly. no. Because no. what is it? Five more dollars for that little bogo? I think it's way more than that. Is it? Damn. Yeah, I think they're. T- I mean, it's Supreme. I, I'm, I'm almost positive. I mean, Supreme sells fucking a three pack of Hanes tees for what? Like, uh, who knows anymore? As you can see, we're not active on Supreme anymore. <laughs> yeah, hold on, I got the. I got them right here in front of me. Oh no, they're only charging. They're only charging ninety six. It's the same shoe. It has to just be a regular Air Force. Yeah, it's exactly with what a it box is. logo slapped on it, dude. That's crazy. So you're in your paint. You're paying for the logo and the laces. And the, the lace, la- yeah. Oh, they can keep those, man. They can keep <laughs> those all day. I just like, dude. Like, I don't think I want to be seen in a Supreme box logo, like a I red agree. one. I've never owned one, so it's never been my. Yeah. Um, Damn. I definitely own a few Supreme tees and some yeah, Clarks. I've never had a Bogo. See, never had a Bogo. See, speaking of the Clarks. The, they didn't do anything to that either, but they did bring that silhouette back, if I'm not mistaken, right? That Desert Molly? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, it yeah. wasn't available or something, right? And they, I they, think it was uh, like a, they do the Clark says, Clark says this dumb shit where they have like a bunch of UK exclusive models. Yeah. Like the uh, Weaver. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, we got to get more of that shit over here. Luckily, some, some people collab on them and we're usually good. Yeah, because that, um, it goes almost against your point. You You paid more money for the most subtle of flexes but the thing is is they brought the style to the u.s mm-hmm. so i can see how that grants a pass from you in this sense yeah i mean and concepts i think did it first so that's automatic mm-hmm. pass shout for me yeah no shout out concepts sponsor the pod sponsor the pod shout out the, the kennedy you own that shoe right i do have i, I own the the re-release of the kennedy yeah, I have both. I have the blue one and the red one from the re-release because I guess the red. Anyway, we're not, let's not get into that right now. Yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> Why are we here this week, Alex? Today's today is week one of a of series. our Mount Rushmore. Yeah, fashion designers. So we're 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 in goat category here. Um, These are the goats, four of them. Yeah, and we're gonna be kicking off with, in my opinion, the best that's ever done it. I mean. Martin Marjana. In terms of straight up design, no, no question, bro. I mean, this motherfucker is just. I wish I could pick his brain for a day. I, I do got to say, and I don't want to reveal who the person is. We probably have to to talk about Marjella, actually. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. But another one of our Mount Rushmore picks mm-hmm. ran so that uh, Marjella could fly. A hundred percent. I'm talking about Kawakubo. Uh, for I'm not, I'm just gonna say it. Yeah. Um, and that whole idea of deconstruction, we're about to get into it. It's just like 
We put that shit in museums, ladies and gentlemen. It's yeah. so hundred percent. So yeah, so just just kicking it off. So Martin Margella is a Belgian designer and he founded his own house, Mason Margella. And he graduated a year prior to the Antwerp Six um, from mm. the Royal Academy of Fine Arts. So one so year he's prior, their dad, basically. Essentially, yeah. Like Yeah. Hey, and those guys get so much credit, the Antwerp Six, and, mm-hmm. and he's not in that collective of six people, but I feel like he's he's just he's and I think it makes sense because he's kind of bigger than all of them. Yeah. Um but he's, they have go ahead. Oh no, no, yeah. I just yeah, keep going. They have very similar in a lot of ways, uh design strategy. Um Yeah, I mean you'll see just which we'll get into later, exaggerated um, shape, like longer arms, exaggerated hems, mm-hmm. different flares. Yeah, they, they just, they took fashion to a level that was just still impacting the industry. Too. Yeah, they flipped it on its head in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to keep going in the history, get after it. Yeah, dude. So um, Margella, he started out as a freelance designer, I want to say, for like five years. And he worked for uh, Jean-Paul Gaultier, who may have you, many of you probably know through Supreme, sadly. Um, but <laughs> he worked for Gaultier for a couple years and then eventually showed his first collection under his own label, Mason Margiela, in uh, 1989. And then he later would go on, I want to say, I think it was 97 through around 2003 as the creative director of the Hermes Women's Line which is God level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, he, he was known for um, redesigning like hand, o- hand objects, like simple objects that you would never think can be transformed into garments. So, I mean, you would see everything from wigs, like canvases, scarves, all transform into couture garments. And um this is a menswear pod, but we will definitely be covering a little bit of women's wear mm-hmm. in this episode. And as you said, I mean, Kawakubo definitely paved yeah. the way, but those two just... I mean, Kawakubo was kind of like early to mid-80s, I want to say, and he mm-hmm. graduated He graduated school in, what, 1980? And then yeah, worked for Gautier? Yes. Yeah, for a little bit. And then, I mean, yeah, like Kyle Kubo is definitely already flying that flag of avant-garde um, deconstruction fashion in terms of just like uh, oversized, like you were saying, oversized sleeves, bigger silhouettes, taking everything that was all this prim and proper bullshit and kind of just uh, putting an artistic spin on all of it to kind of just give it some better uh draping and just like something different was really happening in mm-hmm. the 80s and she kind of lit that flame yeah um and then i once uh once margella kind of took the torch into his own hands it it he was off to the races yeah <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm trying to find the right words for it but like yeah and like i have a quote that he had said i don't know exactly when he stated this but he said while working as a team you push yourself forward and move outside of the boundaries. It's a great thing. And that just sums it up. Like this dude, he can find inspiration literally anywhere and just turn it into a full-fledged dress. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just art. It's just one it's 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 art, wearable art. And w- when did he find so yeah in, in, so he worked for he worked for Gaultier but I, I, he founded his own brand uh Maison Margiela Maison Margiela I, I, my french is not the best yeah, in in 1989 yeah so like like so he yeah at the end of that decade of Cal Kubo just flexing with CDG he was like all right yo let me do my let me do my version of all this deconstruction hold um, my beer yeah. <laughs> um so yeah he found Margiela in in 89 and um do you want to start getting into some of those really famous Margiela designs right now? Or yeah. Do you want dude. to talk about the man a little bit more? Um, I, well, actually, there is one big thing about the man we haven't talked about yet. Ooh. How um, Mr. Martin Margiela, mm-hmm. Martin mm-hmm. Margiela, uh, didn't like to show his face. No, never did interviews up until no. allegedly the new documentary. 
Allegedly. And yeah, and I, I don't think, think there was a picture of his face until 2007-ish, 8-ish. Yeah, never walked his own shows. He never took the bow or whatever you'd call it. Um, Which I think is a huge flex, in my e- opinion. Even on his finale, I can remember at the last show, um, a lot of people speculated that he was going to come out, and he didn't. Oh, when he stepped down as the yeah. headliner at Margiela? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he didn't even do it then. Um, even in the documentary, all we see, all we see um, is his hands from In His Own Words, um, which can also, I guess, lead to more speculation about his anim- anonymity. I can't say it. <laughs> is Martin Margiela Banksy? Are they the same person? Is that is no? I'm just, I'm just kidding. But like, kids, because like when someone hides their their face, like obviously there's gonna be like mm-hmm. theories about why they're doing it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe Margiela's not just one guy. Maybe he's a bunch of different guys. <laughs> I'm not pretending. Yeah. That. I mean, obviously he was a real person, but like, yeah, uh, he, there's he he never showed his face. There's alleged photographs of him now. I think if you were to Google mm-hmm. Martin Margiela face, I think. Two images come up. One of them I actually previously shared on one of our mood boards, maybe the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one is a, a less quality picture. Uh, yeah. And I can't remember, but I want to say that there were a few theories behind that. One of them being that he just isn't a social person like that. Yeah. And then others that worked under him claimed that he didn't want to overshadow the, the clothes themselves um, mm. by showing his face. And that also leads into the fact that if, if you watch a lot of Martin Margiela shows, um, very rarely do the models have their face showing, whether they're wearing mm. masks or the hair, their hair is combed in, into their eyes, or he even painted black sunglasses over their eyes before. So, and he does come out and say that the reason for that is to have, um, he doesn't want the models outshining the, the collection. Yeah. And hey, let your clothes speak for themselves. And he very much did that. Um, yeah. Even down to just like the, the and his, his clothes, like we said, are in museums. And like, he had all these signature sort of flares to his pieces. Um mm-hmm. The, the the label tag on the inside with the zero to oh how high does it go ninety nine it definitely doesn't go that high zero yeah. zero to fifty I I can't remember what it is it just counters every year of the brand and then the way that that tag's usually sewn in with just the four the stitches four, yeah the four edges the four corners um I think it doesn't it go to it might go to like twenty three now. Oh yeah, hold on. Does it does it change over time? That's, that's I can't the question. Remember. I Sorry, know all... ladies and gentlemen. I wish we wish we knew the answer. It goes to twenty three right now. It's a good call. Yeah, and all of the numbers represent a different um, category in the label. I know that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. just everything about him was was very untraditional and almost just fully experimental. Very much more art than clothing in a lot of ways. Yeah, and another reason why, like, we don't know things like this is because he doesn't, he never did interviews. Like, he, a <laughs> lot of this stuff is just all speculation from staff that worked with him, um, or just theories. Like, we, we don't know a lot. Um, in his own words, I highly recommend you, um, for those that are listening, to watch that documentary. Um, but even that, um, he doesn't get into everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we don't know a lot of his thought process. We just see and we're like, damn. Or his or his process of design has never really been uh, yeah. expanded upon f- from the man himself, which would be so interesting because, and we're about to get into the pieces that he designs. They're fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. The craftsmanship, like fucking like insane. Alex br- briefly mentioned, he makes things that he made. He makes clothes out of wigs, mm-hmm. makes a dress out of wigs, makes a shirt out of socks. Yeah, and um, and we're gonna get into some of them. Yeah, now. which one? I mean, you want to talk? Which one do you want to talk about first? So yeah, I can run us through these, and and we'll definitely piggyback. Um, we'll start with the German Army trainer. So oh, the Gat, the Gat, the Gat. So for those of you, when you see it, it, even to this day, if you're shopping for Margiela 
Pet. Uh, shout out Essence, sponsor the pod. Shout out Far Pet, sponsor the pod. Shout out all- Essence, please uh, hold us down with a nice sale code, promo code, please. Thank you. Yeah, Trabian, all all these sites. Um, you'll you'll often see with some of the ready to wear and more timeless pieces, uh, the word replica um, that he kind of explains. So. That does not mean fake if you're buying secondhand. It, it, they're not replicas. So he's taking something such as the German Army trainer, which is the sneaker that the German Army would wear, and putting his own luxurious take on it. Um, so we're Why did the German that. Army have so much drip? I don't you know, know what I mean? Dude. I don't know, but fuck. It's an eight, I, know, I know it's their train. It's like an 80s trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah. goddamn, who? I don't even know who made him for them. Like, I assume it was like Adidas or somebody like that. Yeah, and like, yeah. So basically, he just made them premium, nicer suede, nicer leathers, um, styled in unconventional ways. Um, so back then, you wouldn't see necessarily sneakers worn with tailoring. Um, and to this day, it's a very, very classic shoe that'll never go out of style. And if you're gonna buy one, I assume. While you can get one from Adidas, um, the very similar, or I mean, so many just takedown versions that would be considered luxury. Get the Margiela one. Yeah, because I mean, so I, I, in terms of the um, shoe itself, I think it was it was either Adidas or Puma that made the first pair. It's a yeah. little bit disputed, to my knowledge. Yeah, it looks like an indoor soccer sneaker. Yeah, and it has the same outsole as the Samba on, on mm-hmm. most versions. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I believe it's a, it was either a Puma design that Adidas stole or one of the two came up with it. And uh, the issue right now with the qual- the quality of what they probably had in the 80s is what Margiela produces today. Mm-hmm. And Adidas is producing that, that stuff in China for uh, nickels and dimes. So to your yep. point, get the, get the real GAT replica. Usually it's covered in a bunch of paint these days yeah. and another reason for those of you that don't know the reason Margiela would paint garments was because these pieces weren't selling he didn't have any money so for example if he if he produced these german army trainers and um they didn't sell he did he was going collection by collection so he didn't have enough money to produce them again in the previous in the next collection so he's basically like fuck it let me paint it in white paint you can have yeah i think i think most of the original margella gats were the actual like dead stock leftover german army actual 80s trainers that he bought a bunch of stock of yeah and that's where the painting and the relacing comes from a lot in a lot of ways too yeah, so you, you would see actually the paint on quite a few Margiela pieces as well as like his sets and shows. And that became like his muse eventually, um, painting everything white. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, and it makes a goddamn mess, but it looks cool as hell. <laughs> yeah, it does. So every time you take a step in these bitches, they're going to crack and get everywhere. <laughs> but um, yeah, going into another one of his famous shoe designs, the Tabby. Um, mm. Again, this is under the <laughs> this is under the replica line. So he didn't invent the tabby. It's well known in what Japanese culture. Yeah. Um, so basically, for those of you who don't know, they're actually becoming very, very popular again. Um, and the, the tabby boot, like it's like the it's the split toe, yes. the split toe boot where it's it, what is it? It's your it's your big toe and then all your other toes. I don't own a pair, so I couldn't tell you what the split. Neither do I. Your two I and your two. Yeah, I don't. I I feel like it's maybe, yeah, two and three. Your big toe and your uh, pointer toe, I guess. <laughs> and I then mean, the, hey, uh, we're we're gonna need a tabby test. Sorry, sorry about that, ladies. Yeah, and if we, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll, one of us will sacrifice one day. <laughs> sacrifice <laughs> for our the toes tab, for the tabbies. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, and very very legendary. You see this across men's and women's designs in Margiela's catalog. Um, and even now it's fully expanded upon with, uh, John Galliano. I mean, you're seeing him on loafers, sneakers, boots, like even like down to, um, sandals. So, I mean, the, the, the whole tabby movement is basically you, would you say it's almost like a pop cultural, like hype movement at this point in 2020? 
Yeah, I don't know if it's if it's all the way to pop culture yet because like it's definitely some deep fashion cuts right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's definitely you know what pop culture is also meme culture, and I know that shit's got memed a little bit too. Yeah, um, could go either way. Yeah, I mean it's it definitely way more popular these days, and uh, John Galliano is definitely capitalizing on this. Um, I can't believe he works there. But that's a whole different conversation for another time. Yeah, we'll do. We'll we'll talk about John Galliano. He's uh, he said some things he that did. we do not endorse on this podcast. Though it did cost him a job, but yeah, he kind of he, he kind of upgraded. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah go, going into another famous design of the sock sweater. Ooh, real quick before we go into the sweater. Oh, word. I just want to talk about one other Margiela footwear design that was really popping, and I'm I'm sure you might remember it. Um. Do you remember the Margiela Future? It's like a high top that had a yeah, big, yeah, big yep. strap. Yep, and I uh, forget what it was called initially because it wasn't always called the Future. Yeah, me, me too. It was called a different name back in. And this is, I think, ASAP Rocky has on like a gold pair yeah, in the Goldie be. video. Yeah, like, Kanye had the fucking the pony hair Jesus tour exclusive yep, one. Yep, that's that shoe was crazy, dude. And the low top one is even more hideous than the high top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's so funny because it's definitely built on the same tooling as the Gat. Yeah. It's just they put this just the worst upper ever on it. But it was such a ugly Monument. looking designer shoe with a big ass strap that I, Mon- I mean, it was definitely, that's a rapper shoe. It's just rapper shoe when you just look at it. Yeah, I can just see Mike and Mary's tucked into them. <laughs> I'm glad those aren't as, uh, uh, seen as they used to be, I guess is what yeah. I'm looking for there. What, what would you say was those in the fucking the Balenciaga arena, right? Everywhere, oh, yeah, and, and the Lon Von Capto. Mm, yeah, that black Lon Von. Yep. yep, I think it's just called the casual. I don't. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but yeah, yeah definitely a revolutionary pair of um, footwear from Mesa Margiela. All right, let's 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 get into the sock sweater. The sock yeah. sweater, real so, famous Margiela piece. Yeah. And uh, it just – how the fuck did he think of that? I, I, maybe he saw a bunch of clothes lying on the ground. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. I and couldn't even tell you. Yeah, and it's like – so basically he produced a whole sweater out of a pair of socks and even – don't quote me on it. I, I know it was put out there in some way how to make this yourself. I don't – I can't mm-hmm. remember how it was put out there because I doubt he had a lot of advertising money, <laughs> but there was definitely instruction somewhere on how to do this, and he was in on it. And Virgil, <laughs> as we discussed before, did this with some Nike Elite socks, and uh, Twitter gave him a lot of credit for that. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, the Margiela sweater, it's just like, I swear it used to be on display at the Boston Museum of Fine Art. It might have been a different Margiela. Probably. Similar. Yeah. But um, the, the, the way that he made it, it's not even like it, in your head, I assume like you, the, those listening that haven't seen it yet are just thinking like a bunch of just like straight up socks that are just like a sweater shape. Like Oh, no. Yeah. Together. He cut That's them apart even, and everything. He cut them apart. He, it looks like a real sweater, like an mm-hmm. actual sweater you would buy. It's just completely made out of socks. And it's yeah. gorgeous. And then you, you see made more some... than one, I think. Right. It wasn't yeah. just a brown one. Yeah. I've seen a white one. But the brown one in particular, or at least the one that I've seen, there's even like contrast color, either like an olive or a darker colored, just two socks slapped on top of it. To yeah. really show the vision more. That... It's just nice work, man. That's crazy. Yeah, and then how about we get into the duvet coat? Um, I'm, I'm, uh, real quick, uh, one last thing on the sock sweater. That is the perfect example of the Margiela deconstruction at work. Is he's yeah. taking oh, yeah. apart all these socks and he's making them into something just gorgeous. And yeah. that, that right there is deconstruction at its finest. And like we said, he, he's taking a hand object such as a pair of socks turning it into a, a wearable, beautiful sweater. I hope, charged, I hope he taxed the shit out of people for that sweater. That only he can do. Like, Yeah, yeah. I really hope that shit was like $5,000 back in the day. Right. Like, you motherfuckers are supporting fast fashion. Imagine if you have one now. That probably goes for racks. Oh, my one God. Of the, one of the, some archivists probably has it, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he's wearing it with a helmet-laying vest over it. 
<laughs> and chrome hearts rings on every finger. Uh, all right. What, what else we got? What else we got? We got the duvet coats. Ooh, the duvet coats. Again, hand objects. A duvet, bro. <laughs> like, duvet coach dresses. So those at home, uh, I know some some of some of you might not know what a duvet is. Mm-hmm. It's just a nice. It's a nice. It's basically a comforter that's a down blanket. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, I don't know how, another way to describe it. <laughs> yeah. It should, so it basically looks like he wrapped a comforter around women, cut it, sewed it, and you got a beautiful dress. Yeah. And now more like, a, I, more like a nice coat dress type type vibe. Yeah, I mean this thing is substantial. And now that I think about it, deep cut. Do you think this influenced Kanye West on the newest uh, collection with all the downfilled shit? Oh, right. easy. Yeah, I think he. I mean, I don't know if he did the duvet coat first. I can't speak to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen like I think I saw Issy is Miyaki do one. Mm-hmm. I, th- I, th- I think CDG's even done it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like shirt maybe. Yeah. Um, but that's a good. I mean, Kanye. Kanye probably has. I mean, you've seen his Twitter. It's, he he shares his influences a lot, and we know he's a big Margiela guy. So I would say yes. That's a yeah. yes. Yeah. And how about um, going more into this um, hand objects for H and M the belt coat? Very very popular piece. Shout out mm-hmm. Young Thug. <laughs> yeah, that is like the crazy thing is. Uh, so with that H and M collection, and I might be wrong about this, but I thought the H and M Margella collection was like retros of previous famous Margella pieces. It if- could have been. I. You know what it might be. Maybe this piece is just so far and few between. Only the H and M ones like pop up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because they're they're also the most recent, you know. And that, yeah. that I remember the belt jacket was just like when this H and M collection dropped. Like, I think I I think I got the jean jacket and a pair of jeans. I got the inside out jean jacket. Yeah. Um, and and did, didn't he didn't you do a painted pair of denim too? Which which I know yeah. is a reissue. Yeah, he did do a. I think I think the whole collection was might have reissued. been reissued. You I'm might be right. It. Um. Yeah, you're but, probably uh, right. And then for those who don't know. When when was this? We were definitely at a certain school. Twenty twelve. We, we were, were def- no, we were after it was after I'd left that. School. Really? But yeah. I, I can remember at this point there were heads really trying to get this shit. Like people because a lot of people in the fashion do not support H and M, but I remember this collection in particular. Because probably yeah. it's it's Margella and no one has a shot at these pieces. Um, I can even didn't Kanye even wear the H and M collection, the H and M Margiela shit. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I'm 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 ripping through it now just because I haven't seen it in years. Yeah, he did do white painted denim, a nice overcoat. He had a couple suits. That leather belt jacket retail for four hundred bucks at H and M. Wow. Yeah, it was I, heavy as shit. I remember picking it up. Oh yeah, you you saw it in person. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he did, and uh, he did. That's when I got the re- the reverse denim jacket there. But yeah, the pieces in that collection. Another great example of the um, deconstruction mm-hmm. for sure. He did a scarf sweater, a sweater made completely out of scarves, like yeah. soccer scarves. Insane. Yeah, like who? I think Kanye wore like the he wore some jacket from the collection. Yeah, and I know, I know. Um... You wanted to talk about this as well. Speaking of Kanye West, the masks. Mm. Um, so this has been my whole thing, and I'm sure there's Kanye West fans at home listening to this too. Like, actually, tell them, tell them, tell, and I'll tell my thing. Tell, tell them about the masks a little bit after so, so. so I don't know the design story around the specific masks, but I like like I stated earlier, um, the the purpose of these was to not distract buyers and viewers of the shows from the collection itself. So Mason Margiela would often have the models either wearing a full-fledged mask or, as I stated, combing their hair over their eyes. Um, He even painted black sunglass frames over their eyes and just ways to kind of cover the faces of the models. And Kanye Kanye West um, would wear these masks on every stop of the Yeezus tour. So, um, so I never knew if, if he had 
the ma- if I think Kanye bought some of the masks from the the runway show that happened just prior to the tour, uh-huh. and I, then I think he actually worked with Margella to get some custom masks made just for the Yeezus tour itself. Yeah, and um, wasn't the wardrobe all done? Um, beast, it was all bespoke Margella. If I'm not, yep, and that's wrong. when he was wearing the future boot. Uh, yeah, not boot, future uh, high top because he didn't want to wear the fucking the Nikes. I think he had the Red October. If I can remember correctly, he does. He did bust them out at one point during Uh, the show. Okay, but I mean, he 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 was he was definitely doing both at the time. Yeah. Uh, But the thing about the masks, and this is what I was gonna say before, is like, I need to have one in person and put it on my fucking head because I don't understand how you see out of any of the Margiela masks. Like, yeah, I mean, like, think of even fucking Halloween masks. There, there's always ways. Yeah, like I'm looking at like the I remember one very specific one from the Yeezys tour that it was like all crystals on the mask, like okay. the entire mask. Yeah, was including the front of the face and covering the eyes was crystals. Yeah, who knows? And I was like, yeah, how did Kanye see out of this dude? Is, is there a trick that I'm not understanding? <laughs> or even performing, and it's probably hot as shit in there. Like, yeah, that he's a madman. So like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking. I'm, I'm I just pulled the picture up and I just. <laughs> Dude, I like I don't understand. There's no way you can see out of any of these masks. Cool as shit though. Oh, he looks mad cool. Man. Yeah, that was a time. Was that twenty thirteen maybe? Yeah. Even though he's got the full Margella fit on. That's I'm looking at it, yeah. Wow. And then yeah, I mean, do you wanna speak any more on the masks or did you No, I mean yeah, I mean just another great example of craftsmanship as well on the masks like they weren't just basic they they were oh, crazy no, yeah. yeah no for sure and even um one of my favorite pieces that i'm looking for to this day um on grailed um as we stated before margella was the creative director of the women's hermes line from 97 through 2003 and one of his key pieces that that is very well known and it's been definitely inspired. Um, it's it's inspired the whole lanyard wave now. I feel um, he did like a leather key holder, in which it was like a slab of Hermes leather, that good shit, in which you pop your keys inside it, and then it hooks to a wearable lanyard. So you you can't really see much of the keys. It almost looks like you're wearing like a a leather necklace in a sense mm-hmm. and it just keeps all of your keys organized. I love that piece. And I know um, they do do it at Margella now through John Galliano's collections. Um, but it's just not the same as that Hermes one. Like, and it's just, am- I love the, the simplicity of it. Yeah. That that's a, that's a, it sounds like a very nice piece to just own. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like I mean, Prada is really big with the lanyards now. Function, um, it's got function to it. Yeah, every designer is doing like a a wearable key ring. It seems like not even it's just it's the letter house. It's a nice way to just like, uh, oh, it's just like a nice way to just like. First of all, they tax a lot of designers tax for them like yeah. crazy. Oh yeah, but um, it's just a nice little piece of that you can use frequently. Yep, and then. In addition, the the money wallet, the eleven dollar wad of bills. Ooh, the the one that just looks like it looks like a stack of cash. Yeah, with an elastic band holding it together. What was the like? <laughs> that's obviously that's like the silliest wallet of all time. But, but just like... in, again, taking basic items that you could find around your house and creating art from it functional art because it's a it's a functional wall yeah yeah and i want to say and i want to say the 11 stands for accessories um on the tag so i think i i want to say that's why the doll it's an 11 dollar bill oh i didn't even notice that it is an 11 dollar bill yeah and i want to say 11 is for accessories which is why um it is an 11 dollar bill actually yeah i mean just fucking genius yeah, and I mean, like, you're seeing a lot of this deconstruction still today. From uh-huh. fair, like, you you kind of look at 
who's doing avant-garde work now like mm-hmm. um i'm trying to think of like what the what the best like pop culture like glow up example of this deconstruction vibe is didn't like jeremy scott do like a stuffed animal dress or some shit oh yeah jeremy scott um for those of you who don't know um he i want to say like when we when we were in college together, what was his? He was most known for the Adidas. Oh um, yeah, stuff. those Adidas collabs were. Those Adidas collabs. That's another very good example of like a marginal influence, like the turning a teddy bear into a Adidas high top shoe. You have the monkeys, um, the tiger. The there's a gorilla pair. Uh, yeah, craziness. He's got himself into a little bit of trouble with the the shackled pair. I yeah. can remember. Yep. And now he's uh, the creative director at Mishkino, right? Yep, yep. But yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. That I, I distinctly remember, and I think it was him that, that made a I think it was Muppets even, what the dress was made out of, like Miss Piggies and Kermits. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing it being like, okay, like, this is what Margiela would make if, if he was yeah. like on crack. <laughs> exactly. Because I like, that's the thing. That's just such a loud version of it. But like, Margiela's designs even with the paint, even with the uh, the dollar bill thing you describe or the sock thing, that none of them ever, it was never in a tacky way that he did any of that. It was no. always so clean, so basic in a lot of ways and so complex at the same time. It's just like, that's yeah. what good design is, is that. Yeah, like I don't know how he was able to do it, but as you stated, it was extremely experimental while not being offensive. Mm-hmm. And not offensive at all. No. And I, I mean, even going into um, like some of his sleeveless jackets, like that's a simple, like you'll see a double breasted jacket and he'd just cut the sleeves on it and make it look elegant. Yeah. Um, it, it, it heightens it while deconstructing it. It's, it's crazy. That's how his, he, there's, it's crazy how he can do that because I would just look like a jackass if I cut the sleeves off of my suit jacket. Yeah, and like, then, and he did it in a tasteful way. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then you put it on a woman, make it oversized. It's it's essentially a dress at that point. Yeah, and, and a very good look. That's a good look. Yeah, and then I know two more pieces. Um, the playing card vest. So again, as we stated, he basically took hand objects like a deck of playing cards. I don't know how fucking plastered him probably onto a, a few pieces of fabric and made a vest out of it. It sounds disgusting, but it it's, it's again, it's that wearable art. All it is is a vest. It's not too, I mean, it's definitely not something that I would wear, but again, we've seen way crazier shit <laughs> from other designers. Like, yeah. No, I mean, and, and, and like I said, it's it was always it was always done well, and yeah. he, even though he's not running the show, people are carrying that legacy on pretty well too at Marshall at the moment. Exactly, and I mean, even now that you said that, the last piece that I wanted to get into, the sunglasses without like a frame, it looks like a. I can't even describe it. It looks like something <laughs> you'd see in space. It's just a straight <laughs> strip of frame. And yeah, so it's just it's just a, a lens. It's just, just a giant lens. For those at home trying to figure this out, like picture like Cyclops from the X Men. Yeah, that's the that's the kind of visor for your face we're talking about here. Yes, and um, Virgil pretty much did the same thing in his newest collection, in which uh, Walter Van Buurdock was not happy, and <laughs> Kanye West did a very very similar frame. It was a Easy Season eight nine. Yeah, um, very similar. So I mean. Margell has been out of the game for a while and um, his impact is still there. Without a doubt. And, um, I mean, and that, that, those are, that kind of concludes how I feel about him. I don't know. Yeah, Do I you mean, have more to say? Or? I mean, just an absolute goat of deconstruction and reconstruction. Um, his legacy will forever live on in these museums, as you stated. And um, yeah, definitely. I own some pieces from him. I know you, have and probably still do in the past um while i might not wear margella pieces every day it's definitely a, a pleasure to look at them all the time yeah and just just hold 
And then, uh, and like I said, you go you, you go to a, a nice, a, a big art museum in New York or in Boston, probably in Los Angeles. Like you're gonna see his work in the museum because yeah, of how artistic it is, which um, is well deserved. And I hope he stated at the end of the um, documentary, um, I believe it was like in my own words or whatever, that he he hasn't given everything to the fashion industry yet. So I don't know if he's ever gonna come back, but I mean, it, it would be amazing to see. I wonder what that means. It's very interesting that he says yeah. that. And it, and it ended right there. After he that's, said that. That's quite the that's quite cliffhanger ending. Yeah. Um, but like I said, um, this was the first part of our series of the Mount Rushmore of basically our goat designers. And um, before we conclude, we're going to get into our open mic. Um, did you want to start with your little review? Yeah, yeah, why not? So, <laughs> if uh, for those of you that uh follow uh, at Tape Seems podcast. Yep. Um I think I briefly I think I posted Lost Sportiva pants on one of our mood boards at some point. Yeah, um, and you and you was it the photo when you were wearing um the the up tempos? I did. The, I did. Yeah, I think it might have been that. Yeah, uh, where are you going to see that, ladies and gentlemen? This is what <laughs> you're here for. And so, nobody yeah. wearing those with up tempos. I uh, I was looking for some new brown pants to cop for this coming fall, so I was looking at you know some sale sites, and I was like, let me peep like, let me peep like REI or something like that, and uh, and REI I, is the new Dover Street, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you, I think you said that last week, and I couldn't yep. agree more. Um, I stumbled across some La Sportiva climbing pants. They're meant for like rock climbing. Um, mm-hmm. so I was like, this is some stolen valor that I could, I could vibe with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I copped for the low, they were on sale as fuck. I think they were like $25. I'm not, I'm not even going to front. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Right. These beautiful La Sportiva pants, they're brown. They're called the roots pants. They're client. Like I said, they're climbing pants, two pockets, mm-hmm. uh, one on each side and one back pocket. Um, both the pockets are quite roomy. Mm-hmm. Something to do with climbing, I assume. I don't really know. <laughs> but uh, I get the pants in. They do have, like, the only the only thing I don't love about them is that they have, a like, a boxer brief-style waistband. Like, it's just a big, thin, oh, elastic a... okay. strip. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're brown tech pants. And you don't really see brown tech material pants, like, ever. No. No. Uh, I think shout they're out like Yakusu. Yeah, shout <laughs> Yakusu, dude. But uh, yeah, so they're La Sportiva, which for those who don't know is an Italian um, mountaineering brand. Basically, they do they do hiking stuff and climbing stuff and yeah, this that and the other. Uh, I think they're in northern Italy where they're holding it down. Fine. But um, so yeah, I caught these pants and they have a great cut. They're straight, straight. Pretty much just straight cut, a little bit baggy, but they got the tech vibe going on. But they also kind of look just like regular brown pants. So I, I've been getting away with uh, wearing them out on, on the town. And the mm-hmm. other day I decided I was really – I think I had just watched uh, one of the episodes of The Last Dance on Netflix. And I was like, I feel like Scottie Pippen right now. I'm going to throw on these Olympic up-tempos mm-hmm. and, uh, with these baggy brown pants and hit the block. Yeah, uh, it was it was a I got a fit off I, in my opinion I gotta say, uh, and I I would give these pants a solid eight point five out of ten. They're yeah, crazy I mean, comfortable, super, and for twenty five dollars, like get the fuck dude, out. crazy, right? Fire, I'm yeah. all in. La Sportiva Roots pants, my vibe of the week. They're super gas. Cop up, join the movement, steal a little mm-hmm. climbing valor with me. Exactly, and it'll be great. So, uh, what are you? What are you? What are you feeling this week, Alex? So, uh, awesome, awesome website and store, Trebien from Sweden. Um, they carry all of the big brands, um, but what separates them is their house line is sneaky fire. It almost has like that Ara Legacy vibe. Mm. Um, it, it's very, very simple menswear, basics with a flip, like a little twist on them. So, I mean, when I'm looking at this on Trebian officials Instagram, by the way, but I mean, I mean, look one, we're, we're seeing like a super, super nice blue on, but it has the bottom hem of like a military liner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it's, and he's got the loafers on. Oh no, those aren't loafers. No, yep. they are loafers. Yep. Yeah, he's got loafers, the with... loafers on too. Yeah. 
with like the painter pant dude those kind of have my climbing pant pockets right there but uh, yeah and it, that's a fit yeah over like a engineer garments-esque mm-hmm. button up and i mean yeah like look too you're getting just super nice outerwear with like a, a nice um zipped uh turtleneck this little baggy trouser with the those same loafers like every look is very very nice and dialed in like I love the mohair car. I'm all in on a mohair cardigan. Yeah. The only the only look I wasn't fucking with in this little preview they put up. The last that, one. That last one, dude. Yeah, no. Again, that leather a leather suit jacket is is mad sus. I don't like the beanie either. I know since we're on beanie talk today, I'm not a fan of that <laughs> beanie. Okay, but yo, I do agree with my take on leather suit jackets, bro. Oh yeah, no, it that's ain't, mad it, sus. It ain't, it ain't it. That motherfucker's trying to probably scam me right now. I mean, Matt Williams could kind of get away with it, but yeah, oh, that's a kinda, that's a real kinda right there. Though on that same look, we can't tell what it is, but that double zip fleece knit underneath that leather coat. Pretty gas. Pretty gas. Pretty gas. Pretty gas. But, I mean, other than that, I'd say that's it for my vibe. Definitely check out Trey BN's website and their house line. All right, man. Hey, season one, episode, episode four. four. Yeah, in the books. The Margella the... episode. I hope you learned a little something about Mr. Martin Margella. Yeah, and w- before we end, let's just thank everybody for the support. We have several countries listening to this. Um, I shout see out you to in the Philippines. I see you in... Australia, Australia, yeah. Good day, mate. Europe, um, yeah, definitely. You can definitely connect with us um, by email at tapeseamspodcast at yahoo.com. Um, definitely follow the Instagram at tapeseamspodcast. We are cranking out mood boards. Yo, you know, you know, I gotta, you know, I gotta say for this pod is over as well. Yeah, do it. Uh, uh, I, we got our number one fan is the guy that keeps winning fit of the week. I don't know if I can say his at. Oh, but it's, I got it's you. your it's your boy on IG from Connecticut. J. Yeah, you, ahoy, yeah. ahoy! It's J I B. My man's got more rugby than Yo, you know what to do with. So much rugby, dude! It's crazy, dude! It, it's crazy, and and he's crushing every fit. He's in the crushing movie. every like one day you got the Gant, big Gant rugger supporter as well mm. i mean but dude, he was going crazy with the rugby on ig yeah like one day he's pulling up in fucking junior with some junior like, with the rugby though like goddamn with the rugby with black means pants and birkenstock and he makes that shit flow seamlessly dude he drops a new ig post i see it on my phone my phone's like sorry bro uh we're too hot right now we gotta go yeah, yeah go. set dude. us down for a minute yeah, yeah he's, he's winning fit of the week again yeah, and he plugs back us to all back the time. to back to back fit of the week. And he he plugs us all the time. We really appreciate it, uh, Jay. Shout out to you again. It's at Ahoy. It's J I B A H O Y I T S J I B. Follow him. He seamlessly integrates Japanese and Americana with the perks too. He's got fucking with, traditional German footwear on, bro. Like, goddamn, every, everything we fucking say, he agrees with. Yeah, um, yeah he's crushing dude. it. Maybe he not. Sh- everything we say but he's crushing it dude <laughs> yeah dude shout out to you shout out to everybody else that listens um we, we really appreciate it. we're going to continue um bringing that heat stay tuned for next week for episode two of the mount rushmore series it's gonna be great but uh yeah on that note uh i think we're gonna be signing out all right have a good week everybody have a good week guys take care peace